Welcome to Ask the Expert, an award-winning daily series from 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. to help small businesses. Ask any questions in the comments or use the hashtag QBATE on Twitter. If you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook, where accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. And during the live session, we'll be rolling out a poll, so please do engage with it and I'll be revealing the results at the end. So my name is Royden Greaves, and I am one of the co-founders of JH Plumbing's, a private office that's designed to help entrepreneurs to manage and subsequently um, create new wealth um, where relevant. So we help them with um, new ideas, help them to ideate, to scale, and subsequently exit their businesses, whilst, of course, remaining tax efficient along the way. Coronavirus 2019, in my opinion, has decimated businesses throughout 2020. It's a health issue with far-reaching consequences for the UK economy, and it's an economic issue with far-reaching consequences for our individual financial health. And as a company, we believe that small businesses are the lifeline of the future UK economy. So one of the things that we want to do is to work with as many people as we can, both now and in the future, to just give your ideas a chance. And one of the common issues that I've come across over the years is, you know, listening to individuals who say, I don't have a good idea, or I don't know how to come up with new ideas. So what I've done recently is to test the concept of crowdsourcing opportunities. It's a concept that's had input from over 10 of our venture, back, venture capital-backed companies, as well as two venture capitalists themselves. And today, I guess I'm gonna share with you what I discovered. And I'm gonna keep things super simple, well, mainly for me. So I'm gonna call this the 10-day startup. But just before we explore this um, and go into this concept in a bit more detail, I'm actually gonna suggest three books and three companies that you might find useful. So the first book is uh, Business Model Generation, is a book by Alexander Osterwilder. It's a book for visionaries, game changers, and challenges striving to defy outmoded business models and designs, um, you know, new business concepts for tomorrow. The other business um, idea that you could be thinking about from a book standpoint is Atomic Habits, and there's a book by James Clare. It teaches all about the importance of getting the simple things in life right, really tiny habits. And the third is a book called Project Evo. Now, this is a personalized planner that is designed for you, and you could go through the app and like experience the whole thing of how you come up with the ways in which you think and the best ways for you to plan. And for this book, I guess you'll be the author. And three startups that might be relevant uh, for you in growing a new business or new idea. So Tectonic London, that's T-E-C-T-O-N-I-C, London.com, and that's for idea validation. Um, that's a company that's run by Nana Parry. Um, Claimer, who's run by Adam McCann, that's normal spelling of Claimer.com. It's to help you with research and development tax credits, so getting some money back from the revenue, not something that's normal. And uh, in terms of, um, you know, many of us who are trying to start new things, we certainly need some funding. So Virgin Startup Loans could be something to look at as well to help you with some money for your new ideas. So the 10-day startup. Oh, and by the way, uh, one thing that I should say is that my co-founder always says, like, let's treat today as day one. So day one. 
I want you to call 10 friends. Call 10 friends and ask two questions. The first question is, what do you find most frustrating about your day? Yeah, so what do your friend find most frustrating about their day? Call 10 people and ask this question. And what that would do is to help you to generate business to consumer ideas. The second question is, what does your employer find most frustrating during their day? And that's to help to generate business to business ideas. And then on day two, what you go about doing is to crowdsource micro-validation. So what I mean by that is, you basically take the frustrations that your friends would have had, and you put that into a questionnaire or survey format. You can then go to someplace like, um, you know, your social channels and do like uh, QuickBooks uh, type planning. So in the same way that QuickBooks would go onto, you know, social media, ask questions, and we having this very session that we're having right now or on Ask the Expert, you could use stuff like SurveyMonkey, we're going to be running a poll later, quick polls for Slack, quick polls for Instagram, and try and get some feedback from people about, do they share the same problem as well? On day three, we want to then do a similar thing. So we're going to crowdsource micro-validation for the business-to-business ideas. So these are the ideas that your friend said that they believe their employers might have some challenges with this. And you go through the same process. So run some polls and get some feedback. Now, day four, what we're going to do is to choose the problem. So that's the problem that's garnered the most votes. That's the one that you're going to go with. Or you might decide to go with the one that's garnered the second most popular votes if it's something that excites you a bit more. And then you want to come up with some potential solutions to that problem. Maybe three, maybe three potential solutions. Now, day five. This one is super simple. Go to Google and Google Lean Canvas Template and download it. Go to YouTube and type in Lean Canvas Tutorial and learn it. And then create your own Lean Canvas. Create your own Lean Canvas for your idea. It's a one-page business plan, super simple. Then on day six, what you need to do is to try out the concept of determining product market fit. And what I mean by this is um, someplace where you could ask yourself three very simple questions. Number one, is it a problem that's actually worth solving? The second thing is, is it a problem that I, so yourself as an individual, is it a problem that I could solve? And the third question is, is there a viable business model to monetize this idea? Now, day seven, all you want to do is to ask for some help. So go to LinkedIn or any other social network that you're part of and start looking for some of the talent, some of the people that you might be connected to and ask for some help. Try and find uh, someone who will be able to give you like five, 10, 15 minutes of their time, even maybe a bit more. And all you want to do is to share your vision, share your idea, share the big question that you've come up with, that you've discerned over this, uh, over this process. And you never know, you might just happen to find a co-founder in the process who could complement the skill sets that you have. Then on day eight, I'll suggest go to Fiverr. That's F-I-V-E-R-R. I'm a huge fan of Fiverr, by the way, because it's a place where you can find great ideas uh, in terms of people who can execute things on your behalf for a very low price, Fiverr. Um, and the things that you're looking for on Fiverr, you want to basically go about trying to find a brand designer. You want to find someone who's really good at copywriting, who could help you with that, and a squeeze page designer. Now, I'm not going to try and be super intelligent here. Up to a few weeks ago, I had no idea what a squeeze page was. So it's basically a landing page that's specifically designed to help you collect email addresses. 
So this this is something that you would need to have in the future to start building up the community to get your idea out. And when you're on Fiverr, you want to look for individuals who have really strong ratings and um, great reviews to help you to beautifully represent the problem that you've um, discerned, as well as the solution that you're proposing to put forward. Because it's really important that you tell your story about your product or service in the best way possible. Now, day nine, and granted, it might take more than a day to do this, but you wanna launch your new landing page because you wanna start collecting these email addresses and building out your solutions in a bit more detail. So we're now down to the magic 10. So day 10, what we wanna do is to get your first sale. A lot of people focus on great ideas and talking about stuff, but ultimately you need to get your first sale and you need to go social. So be proactive, reach out to individuals that you think these might be my ideal customers and start telling them about the solutions that you come up with. Start having conversations and simply focus on getting that first sale. That's the magic moment, the first sale. And you wanna tell as many people as you can about what you're doing and just ask for support. Now, different social channels play differently based on the idea or the concept you're pushing forward. So some of the things that you wanna be asking is, what channels are your target audience using as an example? Or what channels are your competitors using? Because that's also quite important because in anything we do, we will have a competitor somewhere or a close competitor. And then you wanna think about what type of marketing campaign do you actually wanna run? So for example, what I mean by this is, if you're thinking about company news or digestible thoughts, then maybe something that's like Twitter might be a good place to be. Or if it's something more along the line of video content, it could be YouTube, Vimeo. Well, I'm not a social media expert by any means, but we all know that if you want image-based content, then perhaps Instagram or Pinterest might be something that be more applicable in that example. Or editorial content could be Medium, LinkedIn. Uh, you know, I'm starting to get a little bit more engaged with uh, LinkedIn, my only social media bit. And if you're looking for community-driven content, then Facebook could be more appropriate. Now, if you're looking for um, an area where people are actually asking questions, Reddit, Quora, that could be something else. Now, if the results are actually compelling from everything you've done so far, I think personally think that this is your formal request from the masses to help them start solving yet another problem. So that's why I coined the 10-day startup. So it's a crowdsource idea that I would love to hear more about from you as you go through your journey. And what's important is that you treat today as day one and start somewhere, start anywhere, but just make a start. I'll be keen to hear about the really cool ideas that you've been thinking about on the back of this session over time over the coming weeks, months. So please do reach out to me on LinkedIn as I love to be getting the, late, the lowdown of um, some of the things that you're actually coming up with and doing. And in terms of um, you know, today, one of the other things that I want to spend um, you know, a great deal of time on is going through questions that you would have about how we could start putting some of these ideas into practice in some more practical ways. Now, I know there are many other things to think about. You need to think about, for example, um, you know, how am I gonna go about raising financing, which I touched on earlier, so using virgin startup loans. You might be also thinking about, I don't really have anyone to help me to do something like this. Reach out to me and I'm more than happy to put you in touch with people if we need to do that. That's not an issue at all. Um, so the key thing here is to just make sure that whatever you do, just try and make a start. And then in terms of going forward beyond this, 
I want to make sure that in terms of any of the ideas that you have, they get some attention. So I do know quite a few individuals who are like, you know, influencers or individuals who run various digital marketing companies that could actually help you to promote whatever it is you're doing. So in terms of the concepts behind the 10-day startup, this is something that I hope could add some value to you making a difference, not just now, but in the future into the UK economy. And in terms of um, you know, going forward here, as we think about um, you know, QuickBooks and what they're doing with this whole session, it'd be very important that we start thinking about um, how could you use these um, sessions on a day-to-day -day basis? So using some bite-sized pieces of, right, today, I'm going to focus on coming up with a new idea. Tomorrow, I'm going to start thinking about how could I build a better network of people um, so whenever I need to do things in the future, I could get something off the ground. Um, and in terms of um, you know, the ways in which you could go about building businesses, just remember, the biggest thing in any new business is to come up with a big question. If you can have a huge question, then coming up with answers behind that be very easy. In terms of some other books that I've been um, you know, reviewing that I think could be of use to you, some other um, business networks that could be of use to you, um, one of the things to think about is, um, for example, um, Smart Tribe. And Smart Tribe is someplace that could actually help you to find another co-founder or find individuals from academia who may be in a position to add value to what you're doing. Um, the other place for you to um, have a look at is um, potentially someplace like MentorPass, um, as that is a place that you could get mentorship from. And um, in terms of um, the other things in general, I'll be putting out some new messages on my social going forward. Um, and I can see here there's some questions coming through. So just bear with me, just getting these up. Okay. So I could actually see a question here, Pascal from Twitter. Um, Hi, Royden, how do investors read a business plan and what do they look for? I invested a bit in um, a company myself and soon I will need to get investment from somewhere and be able to scale. Um, so there is a company called Founder Tribe, um, is run by a chap called Gary. He used to be the CEO of Wera. And in terms of uh, Founder Tribe, they actually help you to not just pitch your business idea, so do check them out, but they could also help with feedback. So last week, as an example, I gave some feedback to two different entrepreneurs uh, who had a business plan, had an idea, and wanted to refine it some more. Um, so that's some place that you can start. In terms of the business plan, try and fit something down to one page, perhaps, to have a, um, a little teaser, because they don't spend a lot of time in the plan. The key things that I look for, is it an idea that's workable? Is it an idea that is um, something that could um, you know, get into the masses and make um, you know, substantial difference? And on the back of that, they will then start looking at what are the unit economics? So how much does revenue, how much revenue will come in for a given unit of sales? So let's say for example, um, you know, if I own this water bottle company, this would be one unit. Um, and what's the cost of servicing that unit? Uh, the question coming in here, Gazelle from Facebook Messenger, I'm a web developer and have recently turned into a full-time freelancer. How should I arrive at my unique value proposition? 
It's undercutting my fee. Is undercutting my fee something that I can go with from the beginning? The only strength that I could think of is my 10 years of experience. Well, if I was to go all the way back to university and start again, I'll probably do some development work myself. So that's a really good skill to have. Now, one of the things that you can potentially do in terms of um, being unique is to try to help individuals to think about how could they most beautifully put out their ideas, their concepts. So as an example, one of the things that um, you know, I see that's successful on LinkedIn is individuals going out there to say, here's some ideas, here's some things that I've come up with, here's some concepts I've actually come up with, um, and here's some things that you could do. Now, if I was a web de developer myself or designer in anything, what I would do is to um, get in touch with a few entrepreneurs and tell them, by the way, I'm able to build out this little concept for you. If I could do this, could I get a percentage of your business? As an example, because one of the things, if you, if you kind of think about your skill, your skill is time and material. So there's only so many websites you could build. So if one route in terms of further monetizing the business, you could decide to build templates and put templates out there in terms of WordPress templates or other templates that depend on what you're building, whether you're building in um, like PHP stuff or you're doing WordPress stuff, depending on what, what metrics you're using. Um, so that's one way in which you could sort of scale. Another way in which you could scale is to do something for someone who's trying to build out an idea who don't have the cash to do it and take a percentage of that. So you could be a web developer that specialize in helping people get startups off the ground. Now that'd be unique. Uh, Felix from Twitter DM. Good morning. When there are two, three possible problems to proceed with, how do we um, freeze on one? So how do you choose one? Choose one where you have experience and passion or one where you have the most potential of generating ROI. I'll go for passion. The reason why I'll go for passion is because many people might get excited about something. But the people who are excited about things and the people who are good at things are not necessarily the people who win, the people who succeed. The people who win are the ones who could stick to something when it gets boring, when it gets really, really lonely, where there's no one to help you and you haven't got the excitement coming in of you achieving all these great things. The people who win are the people who could stick at it through those times. And if you look back through the history of any great business, any great company, you'll have the founders as individuals who are passionate about what they're doing. If you look at Apple, who everyone talks about today, there was a point in history where Apple was not a company that anyone of any worth wanted to be associated with. And there are many other examples of that. So personally, I would choose the one that you're most passionate about because if it's not even generating um, you know, good return on investment at this point, you might be able to pivot into an area where you're answering a bigger question. Again, the bigger the question, the bigger the product market fit, um, the more valuable the business would be. So stick with passion. Uh, Andrew from Facebook Live, is there a website builder or e-commerce e platform that you could recommend? Well, firstly, don't forget that earlier on, we had the question that came in uh, from Gazelle from Facebook Messenger, who's going to be looking to be a, uh, a freelance developer. So try some way, maybe reach out to QuickBooks and ask them if they could put you two in touch. But outside of that, remember I mentioned Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. So that's one place that you could go and look for um, someone to help. The other place that you could go is um, you could go on people per hour and you have um, you know great individuals who could do stuff around that lane. Uh, the, the countries that tend to have just from experience of feedback, 
good development capabilities. You've got Ukraine, you've also got Romania, uh, Portugal's got a good um, development hub, again, from a cost basis. India, but I recommend you work with someone in the UK as well who can help you with project management. Um, but in terms of e-commerce in general, if you're looking for platform, um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend, but Squarespace would be the easier to work with, if, depending on the scale of your idea. If you haven't got loads of products that you're looking to shift, if it's a more dynamic product um, lineup, um, maybe a Shopify uh, template could be a better place to be on the e-commerce platform. If you are an artisan and you're looking to come up with um, something a bit more, um, you know, tailor-made, maybe something like an Etsy could be a great place because they also have a community uh, that you could work with. Carol from Instagram DM. So good morning. Are there any trends and shifts in the industry that you have noticed in 2020 after the pandemic? Hmm. That's a really good question. The things that I've seen, uh, Carol, uh, recently are in terms of changes are linked to how people do business and how people think. So if we cast our mind's eye back to 2019, it was very normal for us to be going into an office, right? That was just a normal thing. It was very normal for us to go on a plane and go on a holiday, go fly somewhere. Uh, now it's normal to probably feel very, um, you know, somewhat isolated or is normal to feel a little bit estranged if you go to a restaurant as you haven't been one to, let's say eight months. So the things that I've noticed is a change in shopping patterns. So the way in which people think about um, curating items has changed. The way in which people think about holidays have changed. So I realized, so we have, um, I'm familiar with a few individuals that have uh, travel businesses and there's a huge uptake in uh, staycations. And that's not just in the UK, but that's more of a global thing. In terms of trends going forward, some of the things that I, what, where I think gonna be doing well. So um, like I'm one of the partners at Cornerstone um, and to the question earlier about financing, that's some place that you could also look at um, financing. So Cornerstone Partners, and we recently invested into a company that specializes in micro warehousing for e-commerce businesses, a company called Hutch. And the reason why we did is because we believe that micro distribution, so you know in a similar way, you order something from Amazon, and you get it tomorrow. We think that that's gonna be a huge sector. So the logistics around how items are delivered, um, think that's gonna be um, a trending area and the way in which we communicate. So there's another individual that I know that's building out platform and technology to help people book into offices. So let's say you worked in an office space that had 200 desks, 200 people. Now you may only have 20 or 30, but the whoever manages that office needs to know who's coming in when. I could see that, the way in which uh, you know, commercial property work, I could see that changing as well. Uh, so another question here, Andrew from Facebook Live, is there funding available to small businesses to help with Brexit transition costs? So I'm not sure specific to Brexit transition, but one of the things that um, you could look at, depending on the type of business that you're in, um, you could look at, um, we see a lot more financing coming out for businesses that have e-commerce models. So if you have a recurring revenue coming out, um, the companies like OutFund is an example that will finance against your cash flow. There are other companies, um, you know, for example, uh, you know, Cornerstone, like our fund, depending on what sector you're in, we can look to invest into the business. Uh, if you're pivoting into a new area, uh, another thing that you could do, again, subject to business type, you can look at invoice financing or asset financing. Uh, in terms of Brexit specific, 
I am not sure, but that doesn't mean there's an answer to that. So what I'll actually suggest as it relates to finding an answer is, as I mentioned earlier, potentially go to someplace like Reddit or Quora, post the same question, um, because those are big communities of interaction where people will be giving um, ongoing feedback. Another question here, Omar from Twitter DM, what are the key characteristics of a growth mindset workplace culture? Hmm. In my opinion, and this is my opinion, uh, a growth mindset culture is a culture that's curious, a culture that doesn't really accept the answers that exist today as simply the right answers for every situation. It's a culture where you're willing to do the very, very, very tiny things well to give your, your brain the space to create and be creative. And what I mean by the small things, well, going to sleep on time, eating on time, making sure that you have enough exercise, making sure that you're breathing enough fresh air. Because, and the reason why I mentioned these things is because it's important to get yourself into a state of flow. Because once you get into a state of flow where you're working on tasks that are just a little bit outside of your comfort zone. So again, you need a company that encourages that. You're able to um, you know, feel focused but you feel like you could achieve that thing, but it's stretching you a bit. You've got the energy to pursue it. And if you think about a company uh, and the company construct of Google, when, when they first launched, they had um, you know, four days where you work on their stuff, one day where you can work on your stuff. If you look at Google in 1999, 2000, where you had effectively a search engine, and you look at Google now, to which you have a plethora of services, that led to that outcome. So freedom at the core, freedom of thought, encourages that and the willingness to be challenged because a lot of senior management in different companies don't like to be challenged. Uh, Benji from Facebook Messenger, great session, Royden. Thanks. You wouldn't imagine how nervous I was before this. I really was. Uh, love the 10-day startup talk. My question is about scaling up. Cool. Once we have developed and successfully tested MVP in the market, how do you go about scaling the sales and revenue? The key thing. So... If you focus on what is a great business, you're looking at uh, customer acquisition cost of in the region of a dollar. You're looking at um, um, churn rate of less than 10%. You're looking at your uh, your net growth rate. So that's your, your look, when you factor in your churn rate, you add in um, any value adds of about 110%. In terms of scaling up the business, I think if it's specific to sales and marketing, I'll focus on where your competition's spending money I will then hire a growth hacker because what a growth hacker would do, imagine if I was um, in town, your town, wherever your local town is, and I held up a placard to basically say, come and shop in this shop. Someone behind me saying, oh, by the way, come and shop in my shop instead um, because it's much cheaper, much better. A growth hacker could basically get your uh, information right behind um, where your competition is spending money to leverage their budget. Uh, now, in terms of uh, the quick thing that I need to do here is the poll results. And I'll come back to any more questions if I have time. So the poll results are in. And the question that we asked you, is your business ready for Brexit? Is the business ready for Brexit? <laughs> and the results are unsurprisingly very, very similar to the referendum. So it's a 50-50 split. Some of you said, yes, it is. Some of you said, no, it's not. Now, I know that this is an ongoing matter of discussion, a live debate that's happening um, right now. The key thing for us to do is to ensure that you keep thinking about what are the potential ramifications of Brexit 
and make sure that you try and prepare. Be ready. Don't let things hit you by surprise. You have control of the situation is the quick thing that I'll suggest. Now, lots more questions are here. Um, I'll quickly cover this and then I'll wrap, but I'm sure I'll be back at some point. So Wayne from Twitter DM said, how can we create the conditions for best ideas and insights? In my opinion, I think that in terms of creating the conditions for thinking is exploring new things. So for example, if you go into nature, so your eyes, when you're young and you're born, so before you even come out, um, your eyes actually come out of your brain is something that is created to look forward. And if you go into a nature environment where you could be seeing, so not with any phones or any distraction, you just look into the open, um, your brain, the, the chemical releases in your brain change and you could be more creative in that space and just think as freely as you can. But as usual, if you've got any questions, do please get in touch with QuickBooks support team. Um, and that could be on Facebook or you could reach out to myself on LinkedIn. Uh, so search for Royden Greaves. And coming up on Ask the Expert on Monday is Aaron Patrick, who is the UK, he's a UK Intuit QuickBooks certified trainer and is also the head of uh, accounts at Bullfix. Aaron is also a great YouTube uh, influencer. He has a social channel called Aaron Patrick. And um, that's the QuickBooks chat where he gives you a tour of the world of QuickBooks online. So make sure you check it out and check out his uh, YouTube channel as well. And a reminder that if you need any more advice, do join the Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook, where accountants and business ex experts on hand 24 seven. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really enjoyed answering your questions. I enjoyed the session. Have a great weekend and I look forward to seeing you all again. Take care.